and just find your inner passion. Find what lights you up in the morning because life uh, will be far easier if you are following your passion and you'll never work a day in your life, really. Even though I say I work 18 hours a day, I mean, yeah, it's work, but I love it. I mean, a lot of it is research. A lot of it is improving my mindset. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'd rather not be doing, uh, but ultimately I do it anyway um, because I follow my passion. So um, that'd be the, the best advice I could give is just stop for a moment, think about your passion, find your passion and be sure to follow your passion. Welcome to the Chasing Passion Podcast. My name is Dom and I'm your host. Each week, I bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the episode begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast, where it's my job to interview people who are following whatever they're passionate about. I believe that finding what you're truly meant to do is one of the biggest goals we should have for ourselves. Just finding your own passion and going for it, I think that's so, so important. And I also believe that you can only find your passion by trying and doing things and just exposing yourself to as many different things as possible. And the goal of this podcast is to expose yourself to as many different methods of thinking, careers that exist, the passions, and maybe just something clicks with you and it's something that you want to try. I also enjoy asking my guests what their favorite tools are, their hacks, the lessons that they've learned, the resources that they use in order to excel within their careers in order to learn from these people and apply the lessons into our own lives. This week, we are actually joined by Keith Barry, who is a TV hypnotist, a mentalist, a brain hacker, entertainer, motivational speaker, and a mind coach. I've been a big fan of Keith's work ever since I attended the show as a child, and it's my absolute pleasure to bring him on the podcast today. So how did all of this begin? Well, at the age of 14, Keith picked up a book about magic, and that's when he first discovered his passion for all things magic, hypnosis, and the power of your subconscious mind, which led him to deep curiosity and exploration of the subject. His skills have been demonstrated in over 40 international TV shows, and his latest one being the Keith Barry Experience. He has worked with many world-class athletes, business professionals, influencers, actors, in order to unleash their subconscious potential. His TED Talk has over 10 million views. He has appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres Show, the Jimmy Kimmel Live Show, and Conan. You can find more about Keith and what he's up to on his website. So that is keithbarry.com. That is, once again, keithbarry.com. You can find him pretty much on all social media platforms. So that might be Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, or even TikTok. So just search Keith Barry and you'll find him right there. If you enjoy these podcasts, do you mind leaving a short review or a rating on Apple Podcast? And this will help the podcast grow in so many ways and I would really, really appreciate it. You can find the link to Apple Podcasts in the episode description or simply search Chasing Passion on Apple Podcast and you'll find it right there. Thank you so much for listening to these episodes and I really, really do appreciate it. Without listeners, without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. So yeah, thank you so much. And without further ado, Please enjoy the episode with your one and only, Keith Barry. Keith, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I guess the first question I have for you is, you know, for the people who don't know who you are, and can you just provide some context behind what, what you do, what you are, and what are you all about? So I guess if you went to a party and someone asked you, what do you do? What would your answer be to that question? 
Yeah, it's always a difficult answer for me because I started out as a magician. So predominantly I'm a magician, but I also went to college and studied science and graduated with an honours chemistry degree. So I'm a scientist as well. And then, you know, uh, when I was 14, I started studying hypnosis and then I qualified as a, a hypnotist and hypnotherapist. So I am a magician, a hypnotist, hypnotherapist, mind coach, performance coach, uh and all of the above and i suppose a little bit more as well so you know i i think in an overall context i see myself as an entertainer but you know for the past 15 years using my skill set as a hypnotist i've also helped people uh, with everything from anxiety stress all the way through to you know athletes with their performance and then business people with their mindset hmm and you mentioned you were, you know, doing hypnosis at the age of 14 or you're tr- trying to learn about it. What what did you want to do as a child? What were you like as a child, first of all? I was pretty, I think actually I was pretty normal uh, as a child. You know, um, I went, I, so I started off in primary school in a, in a private school just because it was the nearest school to our house. But that closed down when I was about, I suppose, eight or nine. And then I went to a public school in inner city Waterford and got pretty bullied the whole way through there because I was seen as a bit of an outsider. So I kind of kept myself to myself as a kid. But now with that being said, outside of school, I had lots of friends and I was always practicing magic, you know, uh, at every opportunity that I could. And then when I was 14, I bought a book called Practical Hypnotism. And that's what got my interest in hypnosis started. As a matter of fact, you know, I was in secondary school in Mount Sinai and Waterford and I hypnotized one of the students there, one of my friends, David Burke. And then, and it worked and he got, I, I just did the slapstick comedy thing where I made him into a chicken and the teacher had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so he got detention and, but then he asked for the book. So I gave him the pamphlet called Practical Hypnotism. I never saw it ever again, but now he's still a good friend all these years later and he's a professional hypnotherapist down in Waterford, David no Burke. <laughs> so that one day changed both of our lives because I realized hypnosis was real and then I gave him the pamphlet. Now he did actually eventually give me the pamphlet back, like literally just two years ago, live on the Late Late Show, he was in the audience and he pulled out the pamphlet and gave it back. And I knew it was the same one because I'd actually cut out the spiral. There was this spiral, hypnotic spiral in the front of the pamphlet and uh and when he gave it back, the spiral was cut out. I knew it was uh, the same cutout too. So, uh, so yeah, like, you know, for me, it just evolved over time into mixing psychology, magic, hypnosis, and a lot of other techniques together. So, you know, I flip-flop between being an entertainer on stage in front of sometimes thousands of people, doing a lot of TV work as an entertainer, but also, you know, uh, I take very seriously the mind coaching part of my business as well, you know? And actually, what is mind coaching and what's involved in mind coaching? Because that's a big aspect of what you do now since, there's, you know, the whole lockdown in place. Yeah. So, like, you know, I think truly a lot of people are focusing on their bodies right now and training their bodies. And, you know, you only have to flip onto Facebook or YouTube and there's like a plethora of people doing yoga classes and mm. fitness classes and all of, all of the rest of it. And then you've got a couple of people putting out some meditation classes. But ultimately, the mind coaching that I do is literally going through somebody's mind palace, as I call it, and trying to figure out what's going on subconsciously, because that's my speciality. And truly on a a subconscious level, you know, our subconscious mind takes care of our autonomic nervous system. So that looks after our breathing, our heart rate, our blood flow, our respiratory system. And ultimately, 
It's where anxieties lie and where stresses lie. And as a mind coach, I teach people really how to self-hypnotize because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis and how to access their subconscious mind. And by accessing their subconscious mind, they then can take control of their anxieties, their stresses, their autonomic nervous system. And then I can also help them deeply embed their targets and their goals uh, through the use of visualization under trance in order to achieve those goals and those dreams. And I do that uh, predominantly now with athletes, influencers, and business people. That's very interesting. And like, how exactly do you enter your subconscious mind? Is that what meditation is in, in essence? Or is that like what hypnosis is? Like, how do you actually enter your mind and, you know, change yeah. your thoughts? Or your yeah, hypnosis and meditation are kind of, I suppose I see them as cousins of each other. Hmm. My speciality is visualization using hypnosis, but ultimately they're very similar, but then they're also very different. And what I mean by that is with meditation, I think really uh, the general acceptance is that you're, you're just trying to get to a state where you're thinking of nothing. Like you're literally just so deeply accessing consciousness that you just become at one with consciousness and you just, become nothing and you lose track of time and so on whereas with hypnosis what i want to do is get people super conscious and it sounds like a a bit of a i suppose contradiction but i want to get a person super conscious super aware and super focused on one level but on another level super relaxed so i can bypass their conscious faculty and then using the information that they've given me through just chatting with them and talking through their goals and their targets embedding subconsciously on a deep neural level their targets and their goals so with meditation you're really trying to just clear that space and alleviating stress and anxiety but with hypnosis you're i suppose on one level you're doing that but i'm also implanting their targets goals and dreams subconsciously and you know really you you just have to look at athletes uh, are the best example of it that you know there's been a lot of studies done on athletes that visualization is as key as performing the physical action of whatever the sport is you know there was a very famous basketball study where they took uh, a whole bunch of players of equal level like they're all pretty much equal level and they had to shoot penalty points and ultimately they took one group uh, and they they weren't allowed to train for a full month. They were just told to sit there, close their eyes and visualize during the practice session in the dressing room. And over here, the other group actually physically performed the action of the the three points, um, the three point penalties every day. So they practiced every day as regularly. And when they came back at the end of it, the group that visualized, they beat uh, the other group hands down by shooting those penalty points. So that was kind of the turning point so that people really realized that this is real. And then through ECG machines and, you know, measuring brain scans and all that kind of stuff, we can now prove that, you know, hypnosis and visualization really changes the neural activity in the brain. So when you work with all these celebrities, athletes, you know, business people, what are the kind of biggest things you're trying to instill into their brains? Or what are you trying to change? Are you trying to make them visualize stuff? Are you trying to... Um, I don't know, make their goals more clear and so on. Like what, what exactly do you do with all these, with your clients? Well, it's interesting. I'm not trying to make them do anything. So, <laughs> so from that perspective, I, like, I, I do full self, uh, well, I, I call it a self appraisal, but with me, we do an appraisal. And what that means is literally going through their whole lifestyle, uh, right. everything from their personal life to diet, fitness, uh, their worries, anxieties, their stressors, 
also the things that make them excited. And then I get them to you know, write down three targets that they really want to achieve in a realistic time frame. And then from there, we break those targets down into micro targets or micro goals that they can take action on daily. And then my job is to implant, uh, you know, deeply implant those actions, those targets and those goals so that they'll take those actions daily, stay focused on the job at hand and that nothing at all will get in the way. And so you'll become like a really like a laser focused person. And, you know, I'm actually writing an ebook about this right now, which I'll be releasing very shortly. And uh, I was going to sell it, but in the climate that we're in, I think it's way better just to give it away for free. So it will be free. Um, It's called Mind Magic. So Mind Magic is a system that I have that if you follow the mind magic formula, you can't help but see beneficial results in your mindset. Um, so if people are interested in that, they just need to go onto my website, which is keithbarry.com, go into the coaching sec- section, excuse me, and um, and peak performance. So keithbarry.com, the coaching section and peak performance, just register your interest there and you'll get the ebook for free very shortly. And that system is a system that I've shared with you know all of my clients. And, you know, they've seen astounding results, uh, I'm glad to say, you know. Yeah, and I'll, for, all, for all the listeners out there, I'll link all these in the show notes so you'll be able to find it easily through uh, the website and Keith's website as well. And, you know, when you hypnotize people on stage, like I've been to multiple, I've been to your shows before, and not all people can be hypnotized. And um, why is that? You know, it's a good question. So I think everybody actually can be hypnotized for therapeutic reasons. Stage hypnosis is a a far different animal uh, than therapeutic hypnosis, because if you really break stage hypnosis down, like if I'm being really honest about it, you know, uh, if I get, we'll just say 10 people on stage, you know, I'll know pretty quickly that probably three of those are just acting or messing around. So I'll get rid of them pretty quickly because Mm -hmm. the audience can recognize that as well. You know, you have to, you know, you have to understand that the audience is intelligent. They know that people are just playing along sometimes. So you get rid of those three. So now you got seven on stage. Now here's the true breakdown. I believe that those seven people um, who look like they're really hypnotized, I know two to three of them, they're they're not really hypnotized. They're just acting as if they're hypnotized. But they're acting good enough that they're entertaining for the audience and the audience believes that they're hypnotized. So I keep them on stage. So now we're down to like, we'll just say, you know, three or four people. Out of those, we'll just say four people. So out of those four people, then I know that two of those people believe that they're hypnotized, but they're not really hypnotized. So they actually believe themselves that they're hypnotized, but not really hypnotized. Then the other two are deeply hypnotized. And I believe there's uh, those two, one of those two is so deeply hypnotized at that moment in time, I can actually get them to do anything. And I mean anything. Like, that's where I believe, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but I do believe, like, that you could create a sleeper agent. I believe they exist. Um, you know, MKUltra was a huge system set up by the U.S. government where they actually took people from mental institutions. They drugged them. They used hypnotists to hypnotize them into becoming sleeper agents. They admitted this. Like, they actually completely admitted this. Uh, and then they said, of course, you know, oh, we shut that down. Well, why would you shut it down if it works? So I believe that you know those experiments are still ongoing and i believe sleeper agents are out there i did a whole tv show around it uh, which i think you can find on youtube it was for discovery channel but it was called black ops hypnosis and uh, i did a whole show where i basically did exactly that i created a real sleeper agent and the guy had no idea um so 
you know, but to get back to the original question, you know, why can't some people apparently be hypnotized? Well, first of all, if you resist hypnosis, like you don't want to be hypnotized, especially in a stage environment, then I can't hypnotize you. I can't put you into trance. So, um, and then you really only need three things to be hypnotized. You need to have a, a good imagination. You need to be of average intelligence or higher, and you need to be able to focus on my voice. And then if you can do that, then you can be hypnotized. Wow. And how are you currently doing with the whole coronavirus situation? Um, are you offering any services online, um, any virtual seminars, anything like that? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, like, like a lot of people out there, I figured out pretty quickly how to flip a lot of my services virtually. So first of all, you know, I only ever have five clients at any one time because right. I need to do masses of research behind the scenes for all of those clients. So it's not like I just pop on with them for two or three hours and mm. then my work is done. Based on the information that I get from them, I do masses of research before I talk to them. So I don't ever have five clients at any one time. So I'm dealing with them now, obviously virtually, using FaceTime and Zoom and whatnot. Um, so I'm doing that. But then uh, I also very quickly figured out a full uh, mentalism entertainment show for the corporate world because I believe at least for the rest of 2020 the majority of my work is obviously not going to be live on stage and I think a lot of conferences are going to flip online they're going to be virtual so I put together a 40 minute virtual mentalism show that I can now perform via zoom or other platforms um, hence there's a big I know you can see it there for anybody listening um, there's a big uh, board behind me with a number on it. That was from a Zoom show that I did last night. But I found out very quickly that uh, performing virtually requires a lot stronger internet than I currently have. So I'm talking to my internet provider about somehow upgrading what's going on in this house. We're very lucky that it's just the two of us here today. The, the internet's working fine. Uh, but my upload speed is not what it needs to be. So that is an issue. But ultimately for uh, corporations out there, once the world opens back up, to a small extent, which will happen in probably in June. Um, I've already got production facilities in place so I can go into these production facilities, film either live or I've also got a pre-recorded uh, package that I'm now offering corporations. And that's really interesting to me. So uh, I just designed this in the last couple of days. And this is the one thing that's really exciting me because it's an interactive show, but also physically interactive in a world where we can't really touch anymore. And what I mean by that is... Uh, I'm going to send, so let's just imagine it's a, a group like the Kerry group. Um, mm. So if the Kerry group is watching, uh, please get in contact. So um, so we'll just say they've, uh, just imagine they've got 100 employees that they want me to do something with. Well, I've created a mentalism, motivational and team building seminar that can be done either live or as a pre-record, but they get a package, a physical package in the mail that they then open and that becomes part of uh, the interactive webinar and seminar. So I've developed that and I've developed, as I said, just a, a straight uh, virtual corporate entertainment show. People just want to be entertained. So I've actually got a lot of services now that I can perform and do online uh, for the foreseeable future. You know, my preference is always to meet people one-to-one uh, -one or perform in the Olympia or the INEC or around the world really uh, on stage. But again, until we get a clarification down the line from the government on what we can and can't do, um, yeah, all my work is virtual, you know. And it's very interesting that, you know, you work with all these business people and so on, because like oftentimes, 
like I think the misconception is oh you need to only focus on business stuff and focus about you know learning how to run this but I think the mental side of things is very very important and that's what you focus on that's what you try and improve so I think that's crucial yeah well you know I've dealt with a lot of athletes I've dealt with a lot of business people I've dealt with just everyday people some mm. people I've dealt with five people in the, in the past but ultimately we all have anxieties we all have stresses and you wouldn't believe it, like the most successful athletes, the most successful business people behind the scenes, when I break them down and when I talk to them one-on-one, some of them are suffering from a massive confidence issues. Other people, you know, have just anger issues and other people have, you know, dietary issues that they need fixing. So I can work on all of those different things because, you know, I remember an athlete that I worked with not that long ago, just a couple of years ago, and he, for his particular sport, he had to get his... Uh, body fat percentage down by about another six percent and it seemed that his diet was actually there that it, it should have been coming down but then when I broke it down he every time he was passing uh, the kid's sweet drawer in the kitchen and this is a professional athlete he was just taking like one sweet at a time but then we we added it up and we added the calories up and ultimately that was responsible for probably about two percent of his body fat so I had to eliminate that from his diet and I do that subconsciously because that's where you know our habits are deeply ingrained on a subconscious level and you know I suppose the general consensus is, is that it takes about 21 days to give up a habit but many people struggle at giving up a habit because it's deeply ingrained on that subconscious level so my job is to get in there and clear out that habit from that uh, neural level and uh, and luckily again I just I have the ability to do that through not just hypnosis but visualization I use NLP as well a lot which is neurolinguistic programming and I suppose I just I, I've learned over 15 20 years to naturally now be able to get in and wander around somebody's mind palace and shift and alter what's going on there because you know neuroplasticity is a real thing again I come at everything from a scientific background first and that's so important for me because you know, I do hypnosis and I do obviously all my entertainment over here. But as a scientist, I examine the techniques that I use, first and foremost, from a scientific background, because then I know that they're solid. So like neuroplasticity is a thing, which basically means that your your brain is like plasticine. It's like uh, Play-Doh. Hmm. And, you know, you, depending on the information that you absorb, depending on the people that you surround yourself by, your brain is constantly shifting and growing. And you can choose to either focus on negative traits and negative behaviors and wake up in the morning and uh, you know, be grumpy and groan or you can choose you can actually choose to program yourself for success to program yourself for positivity so every morning i jump up out of the bed and i'm screaming at my kids it's great to be alive ngu never give up and i'm jumping in the shower and i've got my cold shower and it freezes me but i know that that's dumping uh, dopamine straight into my system first thing in the morning it's dumping adrenaline into my system first thing in the morning and then I do a breathing technique so I've got all these different things that I do in order to program myself to have a positive day and a positive outlook now that doesn't mean I don't have down days and it doesn't mean that I'm happy clapping uh, all the time you know it doesn't mean any of that but what it does mean is that I'm giving myself the optimum uh, chance of having a positive day and a positive outcome and leading myself on that trajectory towards success. Hmm. Well, Keith, um, I love to talk to you for hours about these things, but I know you're short on time. So I'll just ask you a few rapid fire questions before we finish up. Yeah. So sure if there was a billboard and you could display any message on that billboard, so anyone in the whole world can see this message on that billboard, what message would you put up there? It's a good question. I haven't given it any thought. So rapid fire question, I would say, 
the faster you fall behind, the more time you have to catch up. And if you, this is a difficult question, I guess, but if there was any gifted or your most recommended or gifted books to other people, what kind of books would you, would you say they are? Your most gifted or recommended books? Well, as you can see behind me here, I've got like hundreds of books, books, but this is only a sample of my books. I I, I live for books and I've got a, a log cabin out in the back garden that's also full of books. So it's hard to pick a few. I think Get the Life You Want by Richard Bandler. If people don't just read that, if they actually study that, and if they do the techniques in that book, then I believe it can be truly life-changing. So that'd be one book. Another book is a a book called Mind Magic by Keith Barry. So if you read that book, (laughs) uh, your life could change. Um, And I do enjoy the writings of uh, Joe Dispenza. So he's got a couple of uh, great books out there. On a personal note, um, I think his claims go too far but i do believe that there's a lot to be said for his meditation practices and also uh his books so they're a great read so uh, they be three top recommendations and in the last five years what new belief habit or behaviors changed your or positively influenced your life the most i think the wim hof breathing technique i probably took that up about five years ago and, you know, again, I examined Wim Hof, not not personally, but I examined his techniques uh, from a scientific background. So I read all of the papers that came out about him, scientific papers. And ultimately, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the Wim Hof breathing technique is basically uh, this guy, Wim Hof. He's got about 20 world records for various things, climbing Kilimanjaro in his underpants and, uh, you know, sitting in a uh, bath of ice for the longest period of time and all this kind of crazy stuff. But ultimately, he's got a breathing technique that... It does set your body alkaline against disease. It does strengthen your lungs and it's fantastic for your mindset. So I started that a couple of years ago, went to one of his seminars in London with a friend of mine. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, And I learned, so with his breathing and the cold showers in the morning, I really believe that helps my, my mindset and also my physical body. I think in the world that we're in, in the kind of COVID-19 world, why would we not be trying to do everything to boost and strengthen our immune systems? So uh, his breathing technique definitely does that, strengthens your lungs as well. So if you do get the disease, then it might not hit you uh, as hard as it otherwise would. So, uh, but even for my mindset, the Wim Hof breathing technique. Hmm. And what advice would you give to uh, a graduate who's about to enter, well, a student who's about to enter the real world and... He's smart, driven, and wants to succeed. So what advice would you give to such an individual? Um, I, I think in the world that we're in today, I think there's too many expectations from young people that life is easy and plain sailing and that you're just going to be uh, a success the moment you leave college because the world, the digital distraction world, as I call it, it facilitates the mindset of a person who believes that just everything's going to drop on their lap. So the advice I would be giving to a young person, so somebody who's in their early 20s, is outwork everyone else. Outwork them all. So if you look at the top performers in any field, if you look at Tiger Woods, uh, he's been asked multiple times, what's the secret to your success? Because all of the golf uh, experts were saying that he's you know, just naturally talented. And he gets insulted by that because he actually says no. No, I'm not naturally talented. I outworked everybody. If you look at Will Smith, if you flip from uh, you know a golfer into you know entertainment, uh, you know Will Smith, uh, 
he was asked one time why was he the most famous rapper so he's just rapping at the time he wasn't an actor uh you know why are you the most famous and successful rapper he said oh it's quite easy when all the other rappers are in bed i'm up practicing my rapping and um for me it's work ethic work when you're young work 18 hours a day and i mean 18 hours a day i'm not messing around so now in my life, I make sure I put enough time aside for my family. So I make sure I spend enough time with the kids and my wife. Uh, I make sure that you know, I look after myself physically. After that, because of COVID-19, I'm on what I call super activation mode, which is 18 hours a day work because I'm going to get ahead of everybody. I'm going to uh, beat all the other entertainers. I've got all these other packages that I've already put together. And that doesn't come easy. It, it's because I, I have a, an amazing work ethic. So again, for young people out there, it doesn't matter whether it's a nine to five job, you should still afterwards be self-educating, propelling yourself forward ahead of the pack. And you can only do that through serious, serious hours of work. Yeah. And where can people find out more about you and what you do and so on? Where can people reach out? So keithbarry.com is my website. People can contact me through there. My assistant sends almost every email direct to me. So if anybody has any serious inquiries, they can get me through there. And then I'm on all of the platforms. LinkedIn is uh, where we connected. And uh, that's why I'm doing this podcast. So again, I look after LinkedIn myself. So if people want to contact me there... Uh, and then finally, I'm uh, you know I'm on Instagram. I'm the Keith Barry on Instagram, uh, Facebook Keith Barry official, and uh, TikTok is the latest one, of course. TikTok. <laughs> and I'm the Barry on TikTok. Uh, it's crazy to me if some of my videos are going viral on TikTok, and uh, it's uh, it's bizarre to me. But there you go. And any final remarks? Any final comments? Anything else you'd like to say before we finish up? I think it's just to loop back to the, your one of your final questions there. You know, what advice would I give to younger people in their twenties? But this goes for everybody listening to this podcast, and it's quite simple. Like literally, you must follow your passion. If you're in a job that you don't like, either change your behavior and your mindset towards your job and learn to like it, or quit your job. And I know people say, well, that sounds easy, Keith, and that's not easy, you know, because I'd be out of money and out of pocket. Well, yeah, you will. I mean, I burnt my hands on the toasters in McDonald's. How about that? I was the kids magician making just like, you know, very little money from uh, Ross Lair to Roscoff and Sherbrooke. So I can say this because I've been through it. I, I lived in tiny, tiny little flats where the whole flat was like the size of this room that I'm in here with uh, literally a stove in the corner. Um, but I always stayed true to follow my passion. And, you know, life is too short. You've got to find your, your passion. And if you haven't found your passion, now is the perfect time in COVID-19 to actually sit with yourself, self-hypnotize, which you, you can learn out of the, the, the ebook that I'm sending out, uh, self-hypnotize and just find your inner passion. Find what lights you up in the morning because life uh, will be far easier if you are following your passion and you'll never work a day in your life, really. Even though I say I work 18 hours a day. I mean, yeah, it's work, but I love it. I mean, a lot of it is research. A lot of it is improving my mindset. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'd rather not be doing, uh, but ultimately I do it anyway um, because I follow my passion. So um, that'd be the, the best advice I could give is just stop for a moment, think about your passion, find your passion and be sure to follow your passion. Keith, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. No worries. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to the episode and I really hope you enjoyed it. You can find all the show notes on the website chasingpassion.ie. That is chasingpassion.ie. 
If you're looking to support the podcast in any way, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a short review on Apple Podcast. And this would literally take about 60 seconds and it will help the podcast grow in so many ways. You can find the link to Apple Podcast in the episode description or just simply search Chasing Passion on Apple Podcast and it should pop right up. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, just thank you so much and have a great day.